Hi everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of Yesterday's Bible in Today's Life. Here we discuss how the Bible that was written so long ago is still impactful, powerful, and relevant today. So unfortunately, we haven't been posting in a while. This was because we had our exams, but thankfully now we're trying to post two episodes a week. So from now on, it'll be two episodes every week. So Marnas, why don't you tell our listeners how, how, how our exams went? So, we have luckily passed everything. We are done with our second year of studying theology at the University of Pretoria. And next year, we are moving on to our third year. I know the years work different in the US, but in South Africa, your school year or uh, academic year academic year is basically from January until end of November. Yes. This year with COVID, it was a little bit different. So, now we're on vacation until March next year. Yeah, because of COVID and the schools... They couldn't finish their work in time, so now the universities will start in March. So, Manas, which exam did you find the hardest? Uh, which exam did I find the hardest? Wow, that really has, uh, has me thinking. Uh, I didn't... I would say probably Greek. And okay. you? <laughs> well, uh, New Testament, just because uh, the assignments were really difficult, I would say. Yes, it was difficult. We didn't have an exam in New Testament studies, but we did have... Uh, an assignment or four assignments to do this semester and they really they were really hard because they tried to uh, trick us out with some really difficult questions and topics yes definitely so today we want to start off by sharing our sermon that we preached yesterday at our church and the sermon was titled new beginnings and we first started looking i will i'm going to stop saying uh this is what we looked at and start saying more like a sermon okay is that okay with everyone <laughs> uh, so uh, when we look at Peter, we see how he denied Jesus three times. He said he did not know Jesus. And when in our lives we all deny Jesus, the Bible says that we can deny Jesus like Peter did by physically saying we don't know Jesus. And this can often happen when we are scared at our schools, at our workplaces to say that we have a relationship with Jesus. And people may literally ask us, are you a Christian? And we say, no, we are not. Mm. And then the second way, uh, is that we can preach a false gospel. The Bible says that people who preach that Jesus didn't come in the physical body are preaching a false gospel. So, or are, are rejecting Jesus. So we can reject Jesus by firstly, literally rejecting him. Secondly, by preaching a false gospel, by not saying that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins and he conquered the grave. If we preach any other gospel than the true gospel, we are rejecting Jesus. And then we can also reject Jesus by our actions. When we do anything that doesn't bring glory to God and we fall into sin, we are rejecting Jesus. We are not living for Jesus anymore. We are choosing sin over Jesus. And when we look at the story of Peter, we see that later Jesus asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And this shows that Jesus gave him the chance to redeem himself. Jesus said, you have denied me three times. Now I'm giving you the opportunity to say three times that you love me. And just like that in our life, Jesus will give us the opportunity to choose him over and over again. One thing that this story just screams, and that's where the title comes in, is Jesus gives us a new beginning. So even though you've denied me, you can have a new beginning. And what's really amazing is Jesus did not just say, you can have a new beginning, I forgive you, because you have told me now that you love me. But he also says, tend to my sheep every time. Mm. He renewed his calling as well. 
he renewed Peter's calling. So if you're a Christian and you have denied Jesus and you've went astray, it's not too late to come back. Jesus can renew your calling, the calling that you have to preach the gospel and to baptize people. Yes, because of the blood that Jesus shed, shed on the cross, Jesus or God doesn't look at you as a sinner. He looks at his son. So you have a calling in Jesus Christ and you can live out that calling by preaching the gospel and by living a life that glorifies God. Yes, and what does it mean that we have a new beginning? Firstly, it means that our sins are forgiven. We have a clean slate. We, have a, we start on a new page. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west. You know, that's how far our sin has been removed from us. Our identity is no longer found in our sin. We are no longer sinners. We are saved by Jesus Christ. We are made righteous. We are made new. We are made clean. Yes, so, firstly, a new beginning means that we start on a new page. And secondly, a new beginning means that God makes us new. God makes us a new creation. The old has completely passed and the new has come. Yes, when we abide in Jesus, we will carry his fruit. Yes, we are completely made new. Yes. And then, let's move on to another topic. Social media. So, on TikTok, we have heard news about a lot of Christian TikTok uh, pages being shadow banned. And it's like it's a really common theme on social media to ban or shadow ban Christian pages. Yes, and it's so common. And what's really shocking for me about social media, and I'm just going to be honest about it. On Twitter, they allow hardcore hardcore pornography yes. on instagram tiktok basically youtube all the other pages that allow softcore yeah. pornography or soft pornography i don't know soft pornography yeah. and yet they don't block those things but they silence christians and even when we look at president donald trump's tweets we see that they say this um fact checkers and all those things this may be disputed and no, they don't say this may be disputed. They say this, or, this yes, is the, disputed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and at a stage you couldn't share anything that the president said or retweet or even comment. Yeah. Because they say this is not true or something like that. But then people can share pornog uh, porn literally on social media and not. And there are children on this app. Yeah. And then they don't get banned. And then, yes, and it's. It's really shocking the state where uh, that social media is in right now where you can't even say what you think, but you can post naked videos, naked pictures. You can even post videos where people are engaging in sexual activities on Twitter. Yes, but that, that's again where it, you have to have a clear line of what hate speech is. Because you can't just say hate speech is something that some people may find offensive. Because you can find something offensive in almost anything. And that's exactly what happened in Scotland. And we talked about this last week with the banning of the Bible. The hate speech opens up for things like that because hate speech is whatever the person who's in control considers to be hate speech. Yes, exactly. And uh, we don't know who, uh, if everyone knows this, but we our one Facebook page uh, was hacked last year. And then we couldn't contact Facebook itself in America. So we had to go to South Africa. But in any case... The Facebook offices in America is in California. And we all know that is a very liberal state. So the employees there are really shadow banning Christians because of how liberal they are. Yes. And uh, it was very difficult to get a hold of Facebook. Yeah. I mean, we literally had to Google 
where the offices are in Africa and we were not even actually allowed in there. But now where we are on their radar on Facebook, we're finding it so difficult because they often shadow ban us on Facebook. Yes, they shadow ban us so often they even we have a monetization and we wanted to use the money that we the money that we received from monetization to build our church and to do things in our community. But now they completely took our monetization away without us even doing anything wrong. Yeah. They say that we went against community guidelines, but we uh the community guidelines that they say we went against is not even true yes <laughs> we didn't say we just preached the gospel and then it's apparently it's hate speech yes so i think that just shows where we are in society in society and in the world and we and re- social media reflects that yes okay martin so saturday we actually play the cricket game so i want to ask you do you think there is any christian message that you can get out of sports a Christian message that I can give. Uh, well, Paul used a lot of uh, sport-like uh, analogies. Analogies, yes. Like he said, uh, run the race of faith. Uh, run as if you want to collect that first prize. So, I think that's one thing. <laughs> so, in cricket, a lot of people listening might not know what cricket is. But that's almost like baseball. A little bit different. But I won't go into the detail now. But what I will say is um, what Paul said. And that is, we want to compete to win and that mm. is the same way that we want to run the race of faith we must run the race as if we want to win the race yes, of definitely faith. i think one analogy also that cricket can give probably is just to be patient and wait for your opportunity just like don't play at a good ball just wait for the bad ball and then you can score runs <laughs> so how do you think that applies well i think that that applies that we might not we just have to be patient and wait for God to give us the right opportunities. We shouldn't go always try to make things that isn't there. Yeah, we should I wait s- for God. I hear a lot of people say, um, wait for God to open doors. Mm. But maybe before you wait for God to open or wait for God, um, wait for God to close doors. Yes. You know, sometimes we think that um, just because we want something, we want God to want that same thing for us. Yes. And I think we must really, before making a big life decision, wait for God to, uh, to speak with us through our prayer. We ask Him for wisdom and for understanding on whether this is what He wants us to do. And then feel His presence. If we have peace and we know, we, as Christians you feel it yeah. when God speaks with you. And you know God is calling you to do this. Then 100% go for it. Mm. But don't just do something irrational because... What I mean with, um, don't wait for, just to wait for doors to open, wait for them to close. Because a lot of people have a good career, they have all things going for them, and then suddenly they just leave their job because they think that God has called them for something else. Yes. Maybe just wait for that door to close, unless you've prayed about it and you really know, but just wait for a door to close in your life. Yes, it depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. If you want to hear God's voice uh, the best way is to silence yourself we spoke about this in yesterday's Bible study after church and the devil really speaks in the noise he wants you to cluster yourself but God come, uh, speaks to you when you are silent and when you can hear his voice you just have to silence yourself before God okay so Martinus, we had this question this morning uh, someone deemed us this question and I wanted to ask you as well or maybe I can answer it um, 
is incest a sin? Because we see that many people in the Old Testament committed incest. Uh, and then only in Leviticus, it says that incest is wrong. So, I would firstly like to answer it. The Bible says that as humans lived longer, their sins became bigger. So that's why the Bible says that incest wasn't wrong bef before Leviticus. Because like Adam and Eve, they had to repopulate the earth. And the only way to do that was to do it with your brothers and sisters. But then we see that people in those days also got a lot older. Like many people got 700 years old, 900 years old. That's because there wasn't as much sin and therefore there wasn't as much sickness in the world. But then in the time of Moses, there was probably the bloodline was so polluted with sin and sickness that it wasn't possible anymore. And that's why God then commanded the Israelites do not commit incest anymore. What do you think? I couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, I just want to add one thing about just explaining what I mean, just to make it clear. Um, about we must wait for doors to close and doors to open. I just want to explain that. A yeah, bit. that's fine. So our God, we always say God opens a door, but God also sometimes closes doors yes. for our lives. So maybe... God is happy where you're going and He will close a door. You know, if you're living according to His calling and He wants to put you on a new path. And that all depends on situation. Sometimes God will open a door and then you know this is the way to go. But sometimes God will even close doors. Yes. And then you know it's time to go. Yes, definitely. But I think many people think that God will always force you in a direction. And sometimes this is the case as He did with Jonah. But God will always, or most of the times, give you a choice to say, you know, this is what I want you to do, but you don't have to do it because I give you your own free will. You're still yes. your own human. And in the case of Jonah, he had his own free will, but God knew that he was the man for the job. Yes. And uh, when we read Jonah, we kind of see this, uh, he wants to serve God, but then he doesn't, and then he wants to serve yes. God. And, and God knows that deep down, he wants to serve him. And that's the the thing about the story of Jonah is Jonah didn't have to preach when he landed on that beach. But before, because he was so grateful that God saved him, he wanted to preach. And the main reason why he said he didn't want to proclaim the message was because he was scared that God would save them. Yes. Which is crazy because you think someone would want everyone to be saved. Yes. And the problem is that this reasoning happens when you think that you're more worthy of salvation than someone else. Yes, everyone needs to acknowledge that we are all sinners in need of the grace of God. Yes. So, do you want to conclude it there? Uh, Jock, how about we conclude this podcast or this episode with a prayer? Do you want to pray for us? Uh, sure. Father God, thank you so much for helping us through this day. I pray that you will guide and help anyone who listens to this to know that you are with them. That doesn't matter what they are facing, that they can rely on you to give them strength. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.